12, 30 through 31, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. And then the other verse was Matthew six twenty one, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And just praying these scriptures um, for the team, for down there and everything, it was just amazing seeing God work in my life and the challenges that he brought towards me and their lives. Working with them, making me dance on a stage was a little bit scary and freaky, but I mean, just there are so many different aspects of this trip that was a blessing. The unity in the team, uh, just it was so amazing. Um, and I know they've touched on most everything, so I won't reiterate that stuff, but they, they ha- we did bring back some literature, so if anybody is interested in literature on a little bit of, of the orphanage, um, when they graduate, they have the opportunity to go to a Lavinia school. Um, you can support even kids at the Lavinia school where it's basically like, like an intensive Bible college. Um, and yeah, you, there's just so many different things that they're offering these kids. You, you take these kids that possibly could have been taken into prostitution or taken, that are being abused, that are taken out of jails, and you see these smiles on these kids, the hope that they have, the, the freedom that they're gaining. I mean, it's the impact that, that we all had down there was it's just absolutely amazing. I mean, you can't put words to what we got to experience down there. So I just want to thank each and every one of you guys, and uh, yeah, thank you, and, and, and for God our Creator, because it truly was amazing. So thank you guys. Paul probably figures after he's spoken, what's more there to say? <laughs> Nobody needs to hear from you, Gary. Okay. Thank you, friends. Um, there's two things, regardless of how hard they try and speak them, that you and I are not getting. Number one, even though they've spoken it, clearly God did something in their lives. Okay? That's clear. And they're trying to communicate it to us. But unless we experienced that ourselves, we're only getting a knowledge that says, yes, we can really acknowledge that God did something in their lives. But we don't know what that was. It's much deeper than anything they are able to communicate. So we feel it and we get it. That's number one. Number two, um, the pictures, as good as they are, are so two-dimensional. Unless you have been at the place, you don't understand what the pictures only somewhat communicate. They've done a magnificent job. God used them. And you sense that as they spoke that their lives were touched. But the only way to truly grasp is to be there ourselves. So I want to encourage us at some point that we might, if health does not prevent us, at some point we might each consider, would God ask me to go someplace in the world and love people for the sake of Jesus Christ?
It may entail loving them by building. It may entail loving them by teaching. It may entail loving by doing music. It may entail any number of ways in which we go and we minister to others. But if we've never been before, and health does not preclude us, I would encourage every one of us to consider asking the Lord, say, Lord, would you send me? Now, we only go if God is sending us. But would you send me? Are you asking me to be a part of, of people reaching around the world? Um, because their lives will never be the same, nor anybody who's been on the fields this year. And I specifically asked them, because I could tell how deep the impact was uh, when we debriefed with them a couple weeks ago. I specifically asked them, please do not lose that. Let, that. let that seep into who we are, that we might be impacted and drawn into that spirit of worship, drawn into that communion with God, that um, you don't just come back and, and, and in another three months where everything is back to normal. So if you see these guys, they mentioned I, I, I did Paul dancing on a stage. I don't know what the context was, but if at some point Paul is dancing in worship, okay, <laughs> say amen to that. All right? Say amen to what they're expressing rather than look with a, a scant eye that uh, is, is critical. So anyways... Those are just some thoughts. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thank you to your spouses for being willing to let you go if they, if they um, you know, needed to stay home and hold the fort. Thank you so very much. God has used you. And um, before we open the word together now for just a few brief minutes, I want to just give us one update. Peggy was to the doctors at the cities this week. Peggy, you correct me if I have this wrong, but December 10th. It was, you were very encouraged by the appointment that you had. The conditions that you have in the brainstem is exactly what you were told, but this doctor gave you far more confidence about his ability to treat it and what you can expect from it, what the recovery you can expect in terms of like getting rid of the dizziness, things like that. And, it, and I, I take it collectively, your whole family felt like this has been a good step. And on December 10th, which should be a week from Wednesday, I believe. A week from Thursday. Why do I keep thinking the third is Wednesday? Okay, December 10th, which is Thursday a week from now, Peggy will be undergoing this surgery, and um, we're asking you to pray. Okay, but we believe that just the very direction in her life was an answer to prayer, that uh, what do we do here is they went for a second, for a second opinion. So I want to give you that update. We're going to pray and then we're going to move on. Father, thank you for the joy of this morning, for seeing your hand at work in the lives of those who have been to Mexico. Father, we pray that, that what they have learned of you, how they have communed with you. Father, how they have learned what unity of the spirit, uh, feels like in day to day living with one another, Lord. Um, all of these things which they have expressed, I pray that um, that the fire will not go out on these things, Lord, but they will continue to grow in these areas, grow in grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ, grow in their understanding of that of that transforming work you're doing in their lives. And so we ask your blessing upon them. I pray for those whom you have spoken to this morning or will in the course of the next months or years, Lord, that we will respond if you tap us on the shoulder. 
and say it's time for us to take a turn and to see your work around the world, Lord, that we would, we would respond to that positively and, uh, and not resist what it is you're trying to work into our lives. Father, we thank you for the direction given to Peggy and Vern and their family about Peggy's medical condition. We pray your, uh, your blessing upon her. And uh, Lord, we pray even now that uh, as she awaits this, uh, this surgery coming up on the 10th, that you will give her a sense of your peace and your goodness uh, that she can, as she awaits this time. And so we commit them into your care. And now, Lord, we open your word ever so briefly, but asking you to teach us and to impress upon us that which is good for our very being. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, continuing on to where we are at, friends, we have as clearly, you know this now, and I feel like I'm, I, I'm repeating myself perhaps too often, I don't mean to, but we have s- celebrated a magnificent privilege this year. Now, we thought at the outset of this season, we thought it was going to end with Team Mexico in this report that we had here. We thought, oh, isn't that going to be amazing? But by the time the year came along, God slipped in another one where he sent Trent to Nepal. And that was a last-minute thing. And then a, even a second another one when he sent Kayla. She was asked by crew to go back to the Far East to be a mentor to kids going there, to students going there. And so we were surprised by each of these. But why should we be surprised? Because we, we serve a big God. And so it has been a, a very significant year that I, I don't know if we'll ever see one quite like this again. But I call it a privilege that has been ours because what we have experienced, what you see from this team reaches to the very heart of what God has asked of us. The end of the book of Matthew, we have a passage which is known as the Great Commission. It's not going to come up on the screen. I want you to just listen. Very well-known passage. And Jesus came and spoke to them. This is at the end of the book of Matthew. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Magnificent command, instruction that is given to us by the Lord Jesus Christ at the end of Matthew 28. I just want to make two observations on it. Very simple. First of all, our commission is for all people. Make disciples of all nations, it says. As we are here and we're worshiping and we're exalting in who God is and what He's done in our lives, and I enjoyed our worship time this morning so very much, it's so easy to think that, that that love that we're experiencing from God is kind of, is kind of focused, is kind of localized to, to us and ours. And it's, it's easy to, to think that, you know, yeah, God has this great love for us. What we need to understand is that love of God is for all the people of all the nations of the earth. For peoples we've never even heard of, people groups, tribal groups we've never heard of, God cares with that same love. He has that same heart of compassion. He is raising people to go up to to those who we would consider insignificant in this world. It's easy for us. We draw the distinctions. We draw 
the divisions. We kind of we kind of demarcate people in terms of these are the big and important people and these are the little and unimportant people. I don't believe God does that. The Bible says God's no respecter of persons. God's love and God's grace is intended for all. What a magnificent truth that is. Secondly, our commission is for all time. He said that Lo, I, I do all I have commanded you. Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. We know the end of the age. We were just studying about that. But until Jesus returns and takes the church off the earth, we are to continue sharing this particular message. It wasn't just to be spread in the first century and then kind of forgotten. It is something that we hand down generation to generation to generation. And we have received it and we are passing it on. We got it from somebody earlier. I noticed, and, and Gary Donarski, please forgive me. I'm not trying to put you on the spot. But I noticed when I was speaking about, unless you've gone, you don't get it. And Gary was back there going, mm-hmm. Because he's been. He's been, and I don't know how many, but I know at least one or two that Gary has been on. And he understands what I'm saying. Okay, but Gary is a generation and now we see these younger ones, another generation picking it up when we, when we think in terms of Kayla, when we think in terms of Trent, uh, that are picking it up. And it, that is to be handed down and handed down. So our commission that we have to communicate God's love is for all people, for all time. And that's why it is such a privilege of ours, because what they came back and told us about speaks or, or comes from the very heart of God as he prompted them to go to Pueblo, Mexico, as he prompted that team and everybody who has been and sensed God's call upon their lives. Remember, in particular, we didn't get to hear Carissa, but there was an interesting story that she shared a few weeks back about how God prompted her that this was the team she was to be on, that she was to be there at that time, at that moment in time, in that place in time, because God was going to do eternal things in her and through her. As we do this, this is a magnificent privilege because it goes to God's very heart. And so what we're going to be speaking about throughout this entire Christmas season, I'm, I'm entitling the entire series called Our Time. And what I would like to point out this morning is simply that now it's our time to speak. It's our time to speak. They went and they shared a message. This message for all and for all time. And particularly in this season, because I'm not trying to, I hope I'm not, none of you, I hope nobody feels as if I laid a guilt trip. I'm trying to open a door to say, go, if God taps you, go. Not saying anything that if you haven't gone, you've been a terrible person or you're disobeying God. We only go as God leads. Um, so that I, I trust it's not a, I trust it's not a guilt trip, but I would like to also communicate to us that it's our time to speak. It's our time in a particular way in this calendar year. We see the decorations. We open up ourselves to different types of songs that will celebrate the season that is ours. So seasonally speaking, I'm saying, you know what? Wouldn't it be great if we all caught a vision for being missionaries for this next month, for being just comfortable, just comfortable 
and communicating the magnificence of Christmas and blessing people and speaking of Christ openly and just, um, just sharing God's love in that way because the season is ours to speak. Because people are aware there's something called Christmas, whether they know what it's about or not. Clearly, it may be for some nothing more than trees and gifts. But we have the privilege of speaking a truth much deeper than that. So I'd just like to encourage us that it's our time to speak up for all of us, not just those who've been on a team. And I'd also like to encourage us with one other thought. The very real possibility that all of mankind longs for the message we have. When you see these kids in the uh, that they had pictures of it, and they describe these kids who are in the orphanage, okay, and they don't they don't have the parents who are there, and and how they respond to the love and to a hug and that kind of thing. And then we think just a couple weeks ago, Trent was here and he spoke about those kids in such abject poverty in Nepal. Do you think? I mean, it would be easy for us to 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 conclude. Because we come from a Christian perspective, it would be easy for us to conclude that those who, those who live under the world of Islam, we might conclude they all want to wage war. Do you not think that there's a great percentage of them that just wonder when will the wars ever end? That their hearts also don't long for peace as they have buried loved ones? Now, I mind you, their worldview and their understanding of what God is doing, it's, it's, it's not according to Scripture. And certainly those who are radicalized, it's nothing close to what Scripture would say. I'm just saying people as people, we weary. We weary of the poverty. We weary of hearing about, about people sold into slavery for labor, about sold into slavery for sex trafficking. And I have even heard of people being sold for organ transplants. That there is a small percentage, but none as how unbelievable is that? Of being, of being taken and sold for an organ transplant. And we hear these things and we weep. And we are weary. Tell me, friends, as everybody longs for something different, what is the, what is the thing that can make any difference? What is it? It's the message that we have. It's the only message that can change people's hearts and lives. It's the only thing that offers hope. It's who Jesus Christ is, what He has done on the cross at Calvary, and what God is doing in the world as He transforms people into Christ-likeness. And so they don't live in this kind of way anymore. Oh, my dear friends, we need to speak this season knowing that we have the only message that can truly give hope to a world that hurts and is in pain. As Romans describes all of creation groaning and travailing in pain until now. So let's indeed understand it's our time. It's our time to speak about the magnificence of what God is doing. Amen? Amen.